All the music used in this episode fall under fair use under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, and reporting. Thank you. Well, how do you feel that, you know, this is going to be the second episode, but you're about the fifth, sixth person I've interviewed, and you're the only one who's canceled on me? I feel terrible. (laughs) But I did have... You know, okay, the, you were sick. I but. was sick. The world is a hundred times sicker than it was. <laughs> I just saw a headline in the news. The world is sicker than it ever was a hundred years old. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to My Records and Me. Welcome back. Oh, we got some shuffling around already. Welcome to My Records and Me, uh, the show where I have people on my life talk about music that we love and connects us. I'm your host, Kylie, and this week, I have a very, very special guest. And I also say that every week, because they all are special guests, but I would say I have even more special, specialer guests, which is my mother, Christine, Christina Maria, Chris. Say hi to the people. Hello, record world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and this week, we were talking about a favorite album of mine, a favorite artist, that we share, me and my mother, which is Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Some background on the album. So Born to Run is the third studio album by obviously American singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen released on August 25th, 1975 by Columbia Records. This was the first installment of Springsteen's first record deal with Columbia. Um, The preceding albums, Greetings from Asbury Park, his first album, and his second, The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle, has had not been commercial successes. As his effort to break into the mainstream, this album was a commercial success, peaking at number three on the Billboard 200 and eventually selling six million copies in the United States. The two singles that were released from this album were Born to Run and 10th Avenue Freeze Out, which I did not actually know. Before I looked this up, I thought Born to Run and um, Thunder Road were the singles, but I was wrong. And these songs obviously first helped Springsteen reach mainstream popularity, and the tracks Thunder Road, She's the One, and Jungle Land became staples of this album and rock radio and his concert high points, um, which we'll talk, because how many times have you seen Bruce Springsteen concert, Mom? I'm embarrassed to say. I don't know exactly how many, but close to about 18 times. Oh my God, I thought it was less. It's between 15 and 18. I, Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you the first time I saw him was down in um, the old Giant Stadium mm-hmm. for the um, Born in the USA tour. Yeah. I, what year was that? Yeah. That was like 1984. Wanted to see the River Tour. Yeah. But, and that was the album before Born in the USA. Right. But unable to get, well, I was in high school, but could not, you couldn't get tickets. And, you know, I'm going to be dating myself, everyone. At that point when you wanted to get tickets and this was through till the 90s we'll mm-hmm. say 1991 to 92 um you know you couldn't get on a computer yeah. and and do Ticketmaster. you waited outside the Ticketmaster um booth. booth and i was lucky to have an older father who was retired <laughs> and he when i started to get into music in the 80s he would stand online at Ticketmaster for tickets. Good man. Good man. What a good man. Did you know my father Tom Mullen? What an awesome man. And even in my history, um, after I had my first baby, Kelsey, I wanted Springsteen tickets, and I was on. I was off on a Friday, and there was a Ticketmaster 
um, outlet near the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. And I went into di- to a diner and got scrambled <laughs> eggs and toast for her. And I fed her on, you know, online for Springsteen tickets. I did so, not know that. Um, so the world has really changed. You know, now you deal with Ticketmaster now and I just robots. Deal with, now I just deal with the site crashing because there's thousands of people trying yes. to get Lord yes. tickets or Harry Styles tickets. Yes. I've been very lucky a lot of times to get Springsteen tickets. But there's been times where I, I've been sold out or just other bands like Pearl Jam, you know, yeah. you, you, could, you can't get them. But um, just wanted you young people to realize. Yeah, I think one of my... The effort we had to do to get tickets. Yeah, just one more story before we continue. Um, I think one of my favorite Springsteen-related memories was we were trying to get tickets. I think this was... I don't know if this was the Wrecking Ball tour or the one after when he redid the river. Right. Where it, I had a snow day, and I think it was WPDH, which is our, like, classic rock radio station, was was giving away tickets, and but you had to call in. With the mystery riff. With the mystery riff, and I don't remember what the mystery riff was. I do. What it was, was oh my Fire God. by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, did not, did not know that. But we had, like, five phones going and i was actually home from work i left work early because oh, right. we were in the middle of a blizzard it was in a february it was february and um we cheated because we did m- cheat i'm sorry wpdh don't take it back our son connor my son <laughs> our son your son he's <laughs> not my, my son my, my son brother. connor put on one of those um apps on his phone where you could oh, check yeah. and so we I did it we did it we shazammed it to to tig the Tigman on PDH and yeah. won tickets for... Um, what? Was that the River or Wrecking Ball? I, m- I remember it was in Albany. I just can't... I think it was... It was... Tom Morello was there. So it was either... I think it was the Wrecking Ball. Okay, so that was the Wrecking Ball tour. Yeah. But, um... So that was fun, getting Springsteen tickets um, on the radio. But back to Born to Run. Born to Run received uh, high positive reviews from critics and a rave review from the Rolling Stone... Um, Griel Marcus wrote that Springsteen enhances romanticized American themes with his majestic sound, ideal style of rock and roll, evocative lyrics, and impassioned delivery that defines what is a magnificent album. It is the drama that counts. The stories Springsteen is telling are nothing new, but though no one has told them or made them matter more, which uh, I completely agree with. So this is the album that made Bruce Springsteen Bruce Springsteen. Um, I personally love Greetings from Asbury Park, his first album. I listened to it a lot over um, last summer when I graduated college. Um, that album and Ram by Paul McCartney were like the only albums I listened to because they really kind of defined how I was feeling at the time. But as um, Born to Run is such a, a such a good and obviously staple album of Springsteen's. And I, it did put him on the, the main stage, the mainstream, for, for good and obvious reasons. So when was the first time, Mom, you heard this album? You know, I am thinking that I probably heard this album in 1980 to 1981 mm-hmm. when I was probably a sophomore in high school. Um, it was one of the first albums I ever had. My first album ever bought was Fleetwood Mac Rumors and um, Born to Run. I would say was the second album I ever bought. Um, so I, at that point, was close to 15 years old. Wow. Going to an all-girls <laughs> high school. In New Jersey. In New Jersey. I am a Jersey girl. Yeah, um, of course. I'm from northern New Jersey. Spent summers not down at near Asbury Park, 
as a child, but in Wildwood or Wildwood Crest um, down at the Jersey Shore. But um, so definitely at that time in my life, you're 15, almost 15. You're trying to figure out where you belong, mm-hmm. particularly in, um, you know, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school that there were some people, you know, I, I knew people that came from my town of Hillsdale that I'm still very good friends with. But, you know, you're ex- expanding um, your friend base. I was playing two varsity sports at the yeah. time, um, thinking, of, you know, not yet going to parties where, yeah. where boys were, not really doing anything like that because we couldn't drive yet. So, <laughs> you know, still kind of stuck at home, you know, mm-hmm. parents driving you or, or, you know, our big deal thing was um, on uh, – we would we would on the day off from school we would take the bus <laughs> to Paramus Park, um, and we'd look at you know that's when record stores Sam Goody yeah we were looking at records, you know we were buying things but we didn't have a lot of money and you you used your whatever funds you had were yeah. from babysitting or we would walk into Westwood New Jersey which mm-hmm. was the next town over and there was a great record store there remember you know looking at records and at that point you could buy a lot of 45s yeah you know which i don't have that many 45 i do have some 45s but obviously 45s were just singles and b-sides right so it was definitely you know a time of exploration and finding yourself and my parents were a little bit you know watching what i was doing i was the youngest they were pretty burnt out um out of a large family right and um, large irish catholic and um my mother's big concern was that he was catholic <laughs> bruce springsteen he wasn't jewish <laughs> i don't know <laughs> which is the street why would she think he was jewish the name the steam yeah so i, I would was, say i was like what is wait that was the concern i was like you are a catholic <laughs> I, know. I was like i would have been conservative like obviously I'm, I'm not dating him like what does it matter <laughs> that you know, i'm listening to his music but that was the funny things and i think probably one of my third albums was or a couple of albums away, I got Some Girls by the Rolling uh, Stones. And my parents were very uh, upset about, well, you know, the lyrics on it. Yeah, there are some yeah. so, so lyrics on those. Springsteen, they thought, was a better fit. Yeah. And I think, like, just hearing you say all those things, it's like, like, to me, like, that, like, when I was 15, like, I, like, had Strange Desire by Bleachers, the previous episode. And that was really the soundtrack of, like, how I felt in that time so it's funny like just the parallels of just like right especially the themes of that album especially the themes of this album where it's like it completely describes like i said that naiveness of like being young but also that like constant like want to like get out yes definitely that you know not that you know i lived in a a very authoritative household yeah me either um but you wanted that freedom yeah you wanted to explore you wanted to kind of taste part of life that you haven't seen yet um independently yes and that um you know your parents try to expose you to as many things as possible um in in a safe way um and i feel like that's you know what we tried to do with you and, and your siblings and um and it was a little easier as time went on i mean you yeah. know I, I came from a home household you know you're talking my parents were older i yeah my, i was born when my father was 48 my mother was 42 my mother didn't drive that's so, crazy 
I was pretty limited in transportation unless my dad was home or, you know, my sister was home. Mm -hmm. So my mom and I walked everywhere or, you know, like I could walk to Westwood with friends and go to the record store. Um, And it it definitely was a time of innocence. Um, You know, we didn't, you know... We didn't have cell phones, you know. No one knew where we were 24-7. There wasn't that tether yeah. to a cell phone or a computer. And then, um, you know, we experienced things or even just, I can remember, probably that's around that same time, I um, I used to play basketball at a local, um, like, public school. Mm-hmm. You know, go shoot. I was a basketball player or, or I'd watch the men's softball games. And one of them, you know, a family of around the corner, they had, like, six kids and, um one of the sons was a little bit older than me. He's like, oh, you know, at the Methodist church tomorrow night, there's a youth group and they're having a band, mm-hmm. you know, so I'd go. Yeah. I mean, that's was, fun. That's yeah. fun to me. Yeah. So it was all good stuff. But like, you know, and at that point, you know, when I was growing up, you never worried about somebody putting something in your drink or your yeah. soda or your water. And so, you know, it's been probably, a total, probably should have been, <laughs> probably should have been, you know, in the eighties, but, but we weren't. So, um, so it was definitely a time of, it's figuring I, it out. Yeah, and it's I think one of the really beautiful thing about one Bruce's all all of Bruce's music I think have have has these themes, but just like the naiveness of being young, which is something like once that's gone, it is gone. Yes, you you become cynical just about being young and love and just um also too like kind of that whole idea of who am I? Yeah. Am Finding I good? Yourself. Am I good enough? Yeah. Any yeah. thought that you normally have as a teenager? Yes. To yes. your to most people to your early twenties to most to some people their whole lives. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, I think I don't know when I actually heard this album in full. Um. To I was thinking about this and like when I think of like this album, I think of obviously the staples of Born to Run, Thunder Road. 10th Avenue Freeze Out, which I think I've been, like, I came out of the womb knowing them, <laughs> or at least it I, felt I like it. I think you did. Or at least it felt like it. Um, I couldn't tell you the first time I actually probably heard this album in full. It was probably, like, when I was an early, like, it probably was, like, 11 or 10. Like, yeah. it was probably, like, around then, like, I really started developing my own, quote-unquote, musical taste, obviously very heavily influenced by you and dad and um connor and kelsey who are my siblings um my older siblings and taking like, a lot of influence from all of you music has always been such a staple in our family and i think that's like all of us yes yes i would agree and um in such different ways and such different artists but i love it because i think it really like shows like who i think with music and the music you listen to it really is telling of like who you are as a person if that makes any sense. No, it, it does. And it also, you know, music is that universal thing that if you've had a great day or or feeling the worst day of your life, yeah. you can put on some music or a certain artist or just anything to just kind of just step away from that that a, bad day or and or it's a it's an opportunity like sometimes I you know I, I work in healthcare, and I know some. The last two years have been rough. That sometimes 
if I can, I make sure I have a really positive playlist of something yeah. that I want to hear before I go into yeah. work or, or when I yeah, leave I hear work. It in the, I hear it in the morning. <laughs> or when I leave work, I, I crank Pum, it up loud it, in the car. to scream out <laughs> on the way home from work. So, but I feel like music's always been um, a big part of our life. You know, even as you were kids, you know, in, in our minivan, we had, we always had music on, whether it was oh kids' God. music or... Um, I. I have this this most intense memory of you in the minivan listening to um, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. I have this such strong, strong memory of us listening to that in the minivan. Yeah. And I'm not other songs, obviously. Yeah. But I'm not sure if you remember also with Last Kiss. And you were little. You were probably seven or eight, maybe even younger. I feel like I was young. I feel like, well, obviously I was in the car seat for a while. You were Yeah, you were tiny. Um, (laughs) Still am. I do remember we went to... uh, um, like a church spring um, bazaar where they had, you know, rides and food and games. And there was a band and Kylie went up and asked the guy to play Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm sorry. It's a great song, but also, I don't do that. It's really sad. It's a really, really <laughs> sad song that you were, that you were turning up in the minivan. Um Oh, that's funny. But definitely, that's we really always, funny. we always, we always, there's we, always music on. Music on, and it could have been um, CDs, RCDs. It could have been children's music. Yeah, the radio. But we never really. Dad listened to the talk radio oh when he God. drove you places. But yeah. me, I always had music. <laughs> so funny. We kind of talked about what this album means to you. Um, do you have? And I kind of talked about it, what it means to me. I have some other thoughts, but anything else? Like, you know. I, I, when I, you know, obviously I've listened to this album over and over, over the years, but over the last week I've listened to it more. Um, and, you know, there's a common theme as we talked about, like the work, working man's plight, totally. you know, blue collar workers getting out, um, but not alone. They wanted somebody with them. Yeah. You know, they wanted, um. You know, this theme, you know, you hear about Mary, you hear about Terry. Wendy. Wendy. It's it's it seems to be a girl, but you know, meaning across the river. Yeah, when you're talking about Eddie. And Eddie. He really needed Eddie. Um, so there's Zor or when the big man joins Scooter in the band. Again, another, you know, male friend. So there, there it always talks about a relationship. Um, and parts of the relationships we're not so sure. Like, Mary, come and take a chance with me. Take yeah, my I, hand, I, I right? Um, that, you know, I'm not, I might not be the best guy out here, and we know you've had a lot of guys come through. Yeah. But <laughs> she, She's been ran through. <laughs> you know? But I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah. Come with me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he clearly says in, in Thunder Road, he's not a hero. But maybe he is. Yeah. You know, hero versus all these other people. Or that there's this theme, you know, what we hear it in Backstreets. Um, you know, the heroes we thought we had to be. Mm-hmm. So there's always this thing of elevation that he wants to be better than he was yeah. and get out. Um, and I also think there's um, a little trying to impress the girls. Oh, come on. In most always. of these songs. Um, I, I always hear an Born to Run and... and thunder road yeah yeah so i think there's a lot of going on you know it's about the working man's plight rising above 
um, young love, again, just trying to find yourself friendship and we can kind of do this together. Yeah. Yeah. That he's not going to do it. He can't do it alone. He can't do it alone. No. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I I think it's it means a lot to me, just obviously of my childhood and growing up. But now, when I as I'm like 22 and I've lived a little bit, I I I see this album in such a different light, and really relate to it of things that I felt like when I was a teenager and things that I felt now. And um, Jack Antonoff, um, who I love. I love Jack too. And mom, mom loves Jack and has seen Bleachers with me twice, and we're gonna see him at Radio City over the summer. Woo, woo, woo. Um, Jack Antonoff, um, on this pot. Okay, Jack Antonoff is also from New Jersey. And also, if you didn't get it, Bruce Springsteen is from New Jersey. <laughs> if you did not understand this, but Jack Antonoff, um, said in this interview that I love with him, he said that growing up in New Jersey, um, is an experience of like being. If growing up only miles away from the center of the world, which is New York City, um, but never being able to touch it and and kind of resenting that. And I think when I think about Bruce Springsteen, I always think about that because it's constant escapism or the themes and getting out. And there are a lot of themes in this album of, of New York City and going to New York City. But I really think it's the true story of of being so close to the center of the world but being in freehold new jersey which realistically is not actually that far no but when you're growing up and you're young and you're naive and naive it's my it's well obviously it's miles away but it's like light years away and it's overwhelming yeah because you're not a city person And, and what i don't know about jack's parents but most of my friends parents they were all born in the city including my parents so their whole idea was we need to leave the city because we are gonna because we want the suburban life for life. our family so and your your dad was from my was born in the bronx in the bronx and my mother was born in um in manhattan but um washington heights which you know was a beautiful neighbor neighbor neighborhood up until the 80s when it became crack alley yeah so Honestly, for me and most of our friends, we were not encouraged to go into the city. Yeah, especially the time. The time. The eighties. You know, we were, we all left the city. My, our fan, our gener, our families. But you know, we would go in for things like you know visiting relatives, Yankee games, um, you know, Radio City Christmas show. But but we didn't. I didn't go until probably high school. Um, you know later in high school mm-hmm. when I was a junior or senior to um, kind of explore. Not like I have taken you guys into explore. My Your exploring was a lot different than mine. Yeah, mom. yeah. But did you like feel like that? Like you felt like you were like my, like so far away but so close to like the center of the world, center of culture, center of going ons or did you not I, feel I, like I, that? I did feel that way but like the school I went to since it was a private school they did a lot of cultural things so okay. we had a in the fall and in the spring, you could sign up for like Broadway plays oh, that's, or, oh, or a okay. tour. So we did that stuff. And, you know, honestly, I think it was cheaper for my parents to do it that way. Instead that of buying sense. three Broadway tickets, yeah. they bought one for me so I could go. So we definitely um, were exposed to that. But I think some other people who probably had more money yeah. were exposed to that more, more often. But, that um, makes sense. But, but yeah, like... 
New Jersey was kind of like where it's a bedroom community yeah. of New York City. Um, and that's how, you know, that's how I grew up. Like, well, we got it here. We can do everything we okay. can here. Yeah. You know. Let's get into it. Okay. Also, I just want to say all these songs could make me cry. Like if I actually listen to them, I could cry to every single oh, one yeah, of these I songs. I may cry today. I think I might cry also. Yeah. I think also for me, it's um, the lyrics, the time, and also it brings memory of certain people or yeah, certain relationships that are gone. Yeah. You know. So we start the story of Born to Run with Thunder Road. And, you know, when you hear the harmonica, you know exactly what is going on. You know exactly what song is playing. And... I think my favorite thing about Bruce, and I think you saw it in The Wild and the Innocent, you saw it in Greetings from Asbury Park. It's really seen in this album, which he is such a poet and he paints the picture. It's an amazing storyteller. He tells these stories that are not new. They're mm-hmm. not new stories. No. And they have been told through so many other artists, but he tells them in such a way where it's like you are there, like you are next to him. Right. You really can see Mary you coming see- out the screen door. Yeah. This was really Springsteen's last quote-unquote chance, the determining viability, the determining factor of his future. And he really was facing kind of this do-or-die pressure to compose this life-defining moment, effort. And he leads off and starts this album with the song about life-defining and last-ditch efforts. In 2005 VH1 Storytellers interview, uh, Springsteen shares that Thunder Road is more than an invitation to the album. In his own words, the music sounds like an invitation. Something is opening up to you. What I hoped it would be when I wrote the song is what I got out of rock and roll music, which is a sense of a larger life, a greater experience. I think there's such a beauty about it and like thinking you know everything in the world and thinking you know exactly what to do and exactly what is right and what is wrong that makes this song really beautiful and it's like this plead to mary of like we can do like like we were saying it's right. like we can do this we can get out like right. but you just have to trust in me right and he's like telling her you know please take a chance on me i ha- he knows what the opportunity is mm-hmm. and he's picked her yeah. he wants her to be with him mm-hmm. and just take my hand let's yeah. do it and how she's hesitant mm-hmm. you know and he's just He's, he's not begging, but it's a plea. But it is a plea. Yeah. And he wants her to be part of whatever this next thing is going to be with him. Yeah. He wants her to be part of that future and part of that ride. Yeah. A really clear, and like, I, I really see this in themes with like Lana Del Rey, for example. It's like when you're talking about like cars and driving, like that is a clear staple of just like getting out and escapism. Escaping. Yes. And that is so clear in all of Bruce's music. Yeah. Just him talking about cars in general, it's this constant thing of it's like, we can get out of here. Right. And my my favorite lyrics, um, and you mentioned this earlier, is, um, well, now I'm no hero that's understood. All the redemption I can offer, girl, is beneath this dirty hood. Right. And again, like, that's, it's like, he's like, I'm dirty. Right. <laughs> like, he kind of says it. He's like, right. I'm dirty like my car. Right. Um, but like, like, open me up a little bit like maybe i could be your hero right right don't judge kind of the the book by its cover yeah i'm deeper than what you see mm-hmm. there's more to me than what you see on the outside yeah 
Um, one of the things that, uh, another thing that Springsteen said about this song and this album, he said, well, we decided to make a guitar album, but then I wrote all the songs on piano. And I think a very staple, and I love piano in general. I think it adds more the story with the piano to this song in particular, the piano and the harmonica. Monica. So this song took almost a year to complete. In February and March of 1975, it was performed live as Wings for Wheels. But then in late March, Bruce revised the lyrics, renaming it Thunder Road, based off a poster he had seen in a movie theater lobby. Hmm. That's really funny to me because I cannot... I cannot... Obviously, you can't see something as something different when you've known it for something as so long. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. Um, but it's like... That was like a fun thing. I was like, oh, interesting. So, join us at the 10th Avenue Freeze Out, which is the, really the story of the E Street Band coming together. Yeah. Really the story of Bruce and Clarence. Yeah. I wrote, this is Clarence's song. Yeah. And I'm very lucky. I don't really remember it, but I have seen Clarence before he died. And when did he died in 2010, like 2011? Yeah. Like, there's a reason why Clarence is featured on the album. Like, the album cover. Yes. Like he's on the he's obviously on the backside, but like there's a reason why, and it's because I think Bruce really cherished cherishes cherished uh, this relationship of yes. the big man, um, musically and friendship wise. Yeah. So the song is kind of the protagonist, Bad Scooter, who is Springsteen, indicated by the initials BS. <laughs> um, and then in the third verse, we, re- we refer to the big man joins the band referring to Clarence Clemens, um, the the saxophonist. And after Clarence's death, um, and we have seen this, um, Springsteen really uses this song as a memorial and a tribute to him on the Wrecking Ball tour. And this was the first E Street Band tour without Clemens. So this had to, he had to have died in like 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah, it was a while ago. You were still playing soccer because I remember going to a travel soccer game he died like he died like on a saturday friday or saturday and i wore my springsteen born to run shirt to the game in honor of him and there was a lot of we had a, a couple the reels bruce yeah, and love the reels annie annie real who used to come with we used to go with them to see springsteen so. oh one of my fa- just such such a side note but if you've never been to a bruce springsteen concert or seen bruce springsteen live you're yelling Bruce like and it sounds like you're booing but it's not your people are Bruce. Bruce the worst thing to do at a Bruce Springsteen concert is to have a man named Bruce, Bruce come with, with you. you and he's lost and you see him and you're trying to yell Bruce Bruce because he's a section over and everyone's like what are you doing I'm like no I I this man named Bruce is with us at the Bruce Springsteen concert but everyone's screaming Bruce so he has no idea where he's going that's one of my, I have, that's a very funny memory I have. Yes. So Clemens. Nephew, nephew Jake. Nephew Jake um, is. Amazing. Great. We, yeah, we have seen him live. Great saxophone player. I think it's very touching that he was the, I, I don't want to say like replaced, but one that took, that took um, Clarence's spot. But I love this song. The song makes me want to dance. The song is so fun. The intro is so like funky. And again, I think it is really important to the storyline of this album talking about the the e street band coming together um and i just think it's such a good song it is and i think you see it in the beginning of the lyrics that 
Scooter's searching for his niche. Mm -hmm. He hasn't found it yet. Yeah. And that, and I think you you see it somewhere that he feels kind of trapped and frustrated. Yeah. With this quote unquote, like working class life, which we see in the next song, but. And he's alone. Again, there's that alone. Um, And then he found this friend, the big man. Clarence. And how it just brought it all together. Yeah. And I I love, you know, from the, you know, when the big man joined the band from the coastline to the city, all the little pretties raised their hands. Yeah. It was just an incredible um, union of yeah. bringing all these guys together. And and, yeah. and it worked. And, and as Kylie said, you know, when you see them live, it's just an incredible journey that two and a half, three and a half hours you're there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because you're going through time. Yeah. And. As Kylie has been saying, there's there always is a constant constant theme of this escaping and rising above. However, it never gets old. No, never. Because it, it's there's timeless. always a new, it's timeless, and there's always a new a new twist. Or that he's, you know, like the High Hopes tour, like and Wrecking Ball. Like some of those songs are are so different, but they're yeah. so amazing. Oh uh, yeah, Wrecking Ball. I think is a really good album. Even his the album he released, Letter to You. I don't really like a lot of the songs, but there's this one song. Um, I think it's like If I Were a Priest, right. which I love. I'm like, this is so good. But like Wrecking Ball is also like one of those first albums I like really really do remember. Like as an album, listening to in the car, um, and obviously seeing it on tour. That is such a good album. Yeah, it really is a is. really really good album. And brings new themes. And I, I love artists to continue putting out music. Like, I love the Stones. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that what they put out, now is great. <laughs> or it's like... <laughs> but that they try to reinvent themselves. But they try to reinvent themselves. And those guys are literally still touring. Yeah. I the Bones are literally just finished a tour. Right. And it was one of the top grossing tours yeah. of all time. Of all time. Or, like, I love Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney released an album in 2020 and then said hey to all these new artists like phoebe bridgers dominic fike let's reinvent mccartney three i want you guys to sing and do this or like his work with kanye west it's like i love artists i love i love i love artists who are continuing what they love and what they do well look at bleachers yeah and springsteen and china girl chinatown oh chinatown sorry (laughs) china girl is david bowie excuse me (laughs) i was like how dare you say that but, Great song by David Bowie, though. But, you know, and if you, and I have said this to anyone who likes Springsteen at my age, you know, I'm a 57-year-old woman, but go see Bleachers. Yeah. You will see such parallels and yeah. so much fun so and much such fun. great music. Yeah. Love Jack. You can see the Springsteen influences yeah. on him. Yeah. I, 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 I like to say my hot take is... Jack Antonoff and Bleachers is like the Bruce Springsteen, the Billy Joel of like my your generation, my generation. Excellent performers. Oh, so good, so good, so good, so good. Bruce is in this band, starts this band, but he's still doing the nine to five working man deal, and we see that at night, which I think I wrote ultimate escapism talking about fast cars. And I love how this song starts. And I love, one of my favorite things about Bruce Springsteen is sometimes I have no idea what he's saying. Sometimes he's just mumbling. And, but I love it because I'm like, this sounds great. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is great. 
But then when you look at the lyrics, it's like, whoa. It's like, it's really just like the boss man's giving you hell. Um, You know, you you lock up the door at night when you get home and you just go out into the night and like live this like kind of like double life. I totally agree that he's got this boring job because it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, this you're supposed like, to work. Exactly. This is the, you know, this is the example that was shown by your parents. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, in, in the 70s, people sh- weren't going to college. Yeah. You know, you were getting jobs as, you know, you were work, get, taking factory. yeah, factories. You were taking shop class in high school, mm-hmm. becoming a mechanic. You know, you were doing those kind of things. Even... um Community college wasn't a big push at that point. Like um, it is now. Like it is now. And so here's this guy doing his, having to deal with the man. Yeah. He's late, you know, nine to five or whatever it was. Maybe it was seven to three or seven yeah. to four being in a factory. And at nighttime, he goes out into this amazingly different world yeah. that was full of um, excitement and almost anxiety too a little bit about. Yeah you know drag racing and just a challenge yeah you could feel it yeah i mean you could actually he brought you there he transported you to um you know here night you could see these guys you know out in some you know where some road maybe it was route nine in new jersey wherever that you know in their leather jackets you know in souped up cars greasers kind yeah but but that was true. Like in uh-huh. the 70s, my brother, yeah. my brother Daniel, he had a beautiful navy blue with white racing stripe SS Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Chevy, it was a gorgeous car. You know, those were the cars. They were muscle cars. And this was a common theme. And, you know, there there was drag racing. There was hitchhiking. There was, you know, stuff. <laughs> it was just like totally there, like crazy there, life there, that I think about. There was long hair. Um, you know, the drinking age in New Jersey at that point was 18 and um, people like like i said college just was not a, a priority yeah um because most parents at that point i mean my father had a, a bachelor's yeah um which but, was pretty uncommon um uncommon at that time and, and you know our parents yeah. wanted better for us but you know you can you can be transported to these guys going out after work you know he came up got the grease out of his fingers yeah. took off his probably his work shirt and work pants that he had to wear got in jeans and his white t-shirt and his leather jacket and you could Mm -hmm. see him out there yeah and this is totally why i think bruce's music is one timeless and everyone can relate to it because obviously there are many days and no matter what life you live or what job you have there are just some days where it fucking sucks yeah oh yeah sometimes Sometimes you wonder, can you get through this? Yeah. And it's really that about that surviving till the end of the day and then truly escaping into the night, living this other life. Right. Um, yeah. And I can just picture these people sweating out all day, minimum wage jobs, which probably minimum wage in the 70s was like probably like $3. Yeah. Probably like two and a quarter or something. But then when five o'clock or that three o'clock, that whatever, bell rang. that when that bell rang, you know, when that comes around they can finally break free in their cars and on the highway and again it's this constant theme of just like getting out and trying to get out but you really can't because you're then you're constrained by the next day you got to wake up at whatever time right right like he got out but it was kind of but for a moment 
Yeah. For the but night. He, but he lived in the moment. He lived in the night. And he Completely. lived in the moment. And then, you know, had control. Like, yeah. just how it, the power of that car just brought out his senses and yeah. excitement. Yeah. And it was something to look forward to. Oh, Every yeah. night. Yeah. Really good song. I don't know if I've heard it live. I couldn't tell you. I'm not sure, but. But I've seen it live on, like, obviously YouTube. And, oh, it's so good. Right. You know, and I always feel like it was maybe, you know, when you're 14 or 15 and you're listening to an album for the first time. Yeah. You tend to kind of, like, skip some songs. And when I was younger, this was a skip song for me. You know, originally, like, oh, Thunder Road, Born to Run, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And. Those were the and, and Backstreets. Backstreet has always I can't wait to talk about that. It always has like a very special part of me. I would like to hear. So there are a lot of rumors about this song. This there, It's been interpreted as a narrative about a homosexual relationship because the name Terry is sexually ambiguous. It's gender True. ambiguous. Um, huh. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Or a platonic intense friendship between two men is fated. I've never seen it as that. I, I've always thought it was a, a very sensual, sexual song. I thought it was a sexual song, too. And, but but I, that's I, the rumor. That's, those are the that's rumors interesting. on the street. I've always thought of it, Terry, as a woman. Me, too. And that this was kind of a secret love, though. I think so. I think it was yeah, running hidden. on the back streets. And I also felt that this was... This is really the song about escaping. I feel too. Mm-hmm. Just they're trying to, they're trying to. Mo- it was always secret, and they're trying to leave their life. Yeah. But they're not like in the first song, like Thunder Road, where like it's there's like- really no car here, you know. And just that this was, this is the song too. They didn't really, you know, they're trying trying to act to be like the heroes we thought we had to be. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't what, know what they they didn't know what to do or what they had. Yeah. And they tried to have this relationship and it was built and, and it didn't work. You yeah. know, there was betrayal, there was lies, but but I think this was first love for yeah, him. Yeah, I was about to say it was first love for him. And they were looking, you know, the movies, the heroes we had to be. They were trying they he had a plan. Yeah. But it just It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah, but I agree. It's like it is very secretive because you are like backstreets. It's like yeah, and even the tone of the song yeah, not. and the piano, um, it just really adds again to the narrative of the story that's being told. Yes, yes. Um, another interpretation is that it's about Springsteen's relationship with his early nineteen seventies girlfriend Diane Lozito. Lozito, sorry if I'm pronouncing your name, Diane. Um. But in his autobiography, Born to Run, he states that actually Backstreet's is about a broken friendship. Really? Yeah. And, and you can see that. Yeah. But I, I think, mean, you definitely, yeah. it's a broken relationship. But I think the really cool thing about music in general, you can think about it any way you th- want to think about it. Right. And I think that really shows and really gives a cool way to relate it to your own life. Like, to me, yeah, I have always seen this as like a broken like romantic sexual yes. relationship yes and like again that ultimate 
think of it's like when I think about like Thunder Road and like Mary and that's just like so upfront. Like this is very secretive and like going to the beach house. I can't yes. think of the lyric. Yes. But and and catching rides to the outskirts of town. Yeah. So I always kind of feel like maybe Terry might not have been I kind of feel like this was one of these stories where somebody's from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. And they're meeting in secret. But but there's a difference here. I think either they're younger than the other the other Bruce when he has a yeah. car to take Mary away yeah. or like a very car young at night. Bruce. Yes, because they're always catching rides. Again, the theme of the seventies. Yeah. My brothers, they hitchhike everywhere. <laughs> My parents, we would pick up oh, there's so and so. We know him. Okay, we well, pick you him knew up. Him. Right. We would only pick up hitchhikers we knew and, and your dad will tell you. Yeah. You know, in the service, my they dad, hitchhike my everywhere. My dad has some very funny hitchhiking stories <laughs> where so, he was the hitchhiker. So here you always see there's a theme, you know, catching rides to the outskirts mm. of town. Um, but also, too, this is a real, I really feel this is like a beach song. I, you yeah. Know, you feel that, road. you know, the beach roads, the beach house, and just kids hanging out. Yeah. Um, which, you know... Your generation is really used to nobody hung out. Like you would, well, you would especially go. Especially me, I did not really do no, that. You know, you had play dates, or you went to yeah. this house, or like where I was from. I wasn't. I never did it. I wasn't really allowed because I went to that all girls Catholic school, yeah. so I didn't have that um, of people like meeting at the park at night or yeah, you know, like meeting now, down oh, on the say, corner, yeah. but. In, in this era, in the 70s, that's what kids did. Nobody, you know, nobody went to somebody's house. <laughs> it was very strange. It's crazy to think about. You know, like, I mean, you, you had friends and stuff, but, like, people didn't really hang out at their house where, like, you know, you ha would have people here over to watch football games or you would have a game night. Those kind of things really weren't, like, no. a thing. Like, we played in the neighborhood, but we were outside all the time. Yeah. And then... The public school kids, like, again, I wasn't part of that crowd in high school. They would, you know, hang out at the football games or or you would hang out at a place. But they had other places. Like, yeah. you know, people went into the woods. They had kegs. They had. Yeah, I've never been to a. I was telling my mom this the other day. I have never been to a party where there was a keg. And I feel like I'm missing out on life. Or beer balls. You know, there was yeah, a no thing called like a beer is. ball. It was a ball. It was a keg, but shaped as a ball that had, forget how many, those were real popular in college. So again, you know, here, you, this is really a theme here that you're hanging out. Like, you know, he wasn't bringing home Terry to meet his parents, no. you know. No. So it's just, but it, it, it's, you kind of feel through this, it's like a fragile relationship. Yeah. yeah. And it, and you feel that and you definitely get this it's just like it's it's over and it's like him reflecting on it's like what used to be um what used to be there with this person which i think is a very common theme it's like all through life and it this could be platonic romantic whatever like when you lose someone or stop talking to someone who means a lot to you who meant a lot to you at a time like you really look back and it's like this longing this longing feeling of like trying to get back to like the good times but obviously you know those are never coming back right and i, I kind of feel like he thinks he thought there was a commitment here yeah i mean that i you feel that he was committed yeah you know of course it's one-sided that it seems like terry's the bad person yeah but the other thing i i also believe that that whole thing running on the back streets that's the freedom that's the escape in this song the melody 
in the uh, is actually has some resemblance to Positively Forestry by Bob Dylan, um, which is a great song. I love Bob Dylan, um, who was a huge influence it's on, on Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen. Yes, huge, huge influence. Um, love Bob Dylan. Um, and the Rolling Stones kind of claims that the song echoes that mid '60s Dylan, um, especially that organ part, yes. which really is reminiscent of um, "Blonde on Blonde" by uh, Bob Dylan. I mean, and that's what I think. If you go back to some early publications regarding Bruce Springsteen, he was yeah. always being introduced as the next Bob Dylan. And to be honest, he kind of looked like the next Bob Dylan. Well, yeah, the way with he that would, curly hair, yeah, curly hair, and like a, a lot of times with yeah. an acoustic guitar yeah. or. A, I could definitely see, especially with The Wild and the Innocent, Sandy, growing up. Yep. Very resemblance of some Bob Dylan. Um, Great, great stuff. Okay, so we moved to Born to Run, which is probably... I would say Born to Run and Born in the USA are probably the most well-known Springsteen songs. I would agree with you. I would say like Dancing in the Dark, Glory Days, and then Thunder Road are probably that second half of like very, very popular, Hungry Heart, um, very, very popular Springsteen songs. But I would say Born to Run, and it's that like, it hits you. It starts like a gunshot. Yes. Right from the beginning. It were 100%. It's not an it's not a crescendo. No, we're a hundred percent into this. Into this this whole song. In the theme. Um so this was written at seven and a half West End Court in Long Branch, New Jersey, in early nineteen seventy four. Um and again, this is another kind of like with this in Thunder Road, again, this like last ditch effort yes. to Get make out. it big. Get out. And and I think with Thunder Road, it's like you feel that, but it's like this longing and this pleading. With this, it's like, it's an epic. It's like epic last ditch, um, all or nothing, shoot for the stars, yet kind of remain rooted in like this de- desperation of adolescence. Will you walk with me out in the wire? Because baby, I'm just... A scared and lonely rider. We got to get out while we're young. Because tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. Definitely written in the first person. The song is kind of, uh, which I feel like it's a love letter to the girl Wendy. For where this, like, kind of this hot rod riding protagonist certainly has enough passion to love. But not the patience. Yes. Yes. And I agree. And I think this is a song of, um, I think he wants to experience sex and love I think and just yeah. that whole a, a better life getting out yeah I, I I think and I feel like this with this I feel like but he's more forceful in this one yeah I don't know if I would use the word forceful. well no no like but come on yeah. he's not pleading it's, it's desperate like to it's, me it's this de- is desperation it's, I, I guess it is more of a desperation plea than yeah. I, I feel like he's you know in, in Thunder Road he's like Come on, give me a chance. But here he's like, come on, let's like, really let's do go. it. Let's, let's go. We got to like, do it. It's the time is now. Like, like truly, he's like, like we got to get out while we're young, young, which I think is such a, like any like Americana, like theme you think about, like getting out of where you grew up, and you have to do it as soon as you can because if not, you're never you're, gonna go. You're never gonna go. And that's like, and I hate, I don't mean to say it again. Obviously, you, 
because I love you and dad. But it's like, that's how I feel like right now. Absolutely. Yeah. But the interesting thing, being on the other end of age now, yeah, it's the same way with retirement. Yeah. That if you want to make a change, you feel like you have a limited amount of time before something goes wrong, illness yeah. or financial or, mm -hmm. or, you know, for so many years as a parent, you know, well, we're not going to change anything because this one's got to finish this period, this period. And I want to make sure these kids are safe and solid. Yeah. And then I'm going to go. But as a young person, I think if you didn't want to get away from your parents, something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, mentally, I, I, I think, and we've created a culture, unfortunately, parents my age of hovering and, yeah. and not letting their children experience things. So I'm so glad to hear and I take no offense that you want to get out. Yeah. That's normal. I think one of my, I have this like really good line. I think, I think I was like a freshman in college and my uncle Dennis, who is my dad's brother, um, who we love, he was over for Thanksgiving and he asked me what I want to do out of the cot, like where I want to go. And I said, not here. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be here. And obviously with the pandemic and God, I have so much student debt. Like, this is like a very like in between period of my life. So that's why I feel like I relate to this album so much of like this theme of like constantly getting out the weekend warrior kind of deal because that's how, that's literally how I feel like I am and I relate to this album so 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 much Springsteen noted that it's really just simple and obviously we just kind of talked about it but it's just getting out of freehold um Springsteen said I had enormous ambitions for it and I wanted to make the greatest rock record I'd ever heard I don't know how important the settings are it's the idea of behind the settings it could be new jersey it could be california it could be alaska which again i agree and that's yeah. why i think i think this album and this record is so timeless and so relatable where it's like when in 1975 when it came out you could have that feeling but in 2022 i like you can also have that feeling and that's why i think it's so timeless such a great record such a great song it's this constant like getting out of where you're from and all of what that means right and it, it means so much you know mm -hmm. it means you know getting away maybe from maybe a dysfunctional family or just the whole or your family's expectations that i'm yeah. gonna you know okay i'm gonna work in that factory or i'm gonna work here yeah. um and it's just this idea of hope that there's something better in the sun that mm -hmm. you know looking for something more yeah, and I think, and I wasn't, I didn't think about this till this morning again, but some of my favorite lyrics are, but there's no place left to hide together. One day we can live in the sadness. I'll love you with all the madness in your soul. Oh, someday, girl, I don't know when we got to get to that place. When when we really want to go and when we'll walk in the sun, but till then, tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think, again, that's like when you kind of leave that naiveness of being like, and again, like this song is like, it's like on that fine line of it's like naive youngness still, but then also like realizing like the world is crazy. And I love that it's like we can live in the sadness and like I'll accept like who you are no matter yeah. what, which I think is like, like the true like sign of like like loving someone it's like i will love you for your good and your bad it's unconditional it's love it's unconditional yep. i love you for the madness but like this world is like so fucked um and it is really sad like it was sad then it's sad now but i think it's like finding that person where it's like if we can bear through it together that's all that matters exactly and again then that's the constant theme of like he wants to get out but he needs to do it with someone yeah he he can't do it alone he yeah. needs he needs someone whether it's a woman or a male friend he needs somebody to help him push through yeah. all 
the loneliness, yeah. you know, all the things that he's going to overcome, yeah. you know, and um, sadness or badness. But these are, I think, in Born to Run are some the most beautiful lyrics. I yeah, I agree. I didn't really a, think about, about it this love, week. about yeah. love, um, and just this encouragement that you're Wendy, you're the one. Yeah, I want you with me. Yeah, no matter you know, and and she's flawed. Everybody and all these people are flawed. Yeah, but, but that's the human experience. Yes, that's but he makes life. it different. The story. Yeah, exactly. You know, we all know that everybody's flawed, but he makes it. But I'm accepting that. Yeah, and but he makes it beautiful. Completely. So we leave Born to Run to She's the One. To me, I love the guitar in this. Love how it starts. Yes. Love the saxophone. Yes. So good. Oh, she's the one. I love the outro. I think it's great. Um, to me, when I hear the song, it's like a woman you're addicted to. Oh, obsession. And it's unhealthily. And you toxic. know and you know it's not right. Yeah. You know it's not right. And um, But I think he thinks this woman is perfect physically and attractive. Oh, yeah. um, but he also knows there's deception there. Yeah. And there's lies underneath. Um, and interesting enough, and I told this story to Kylie several times, um, I never liked this song. Mm -hmm. Never liked this song. Up until probably about the last decade, 2010, yeah. 2009, when I was um, – with the reels at um i think at that point it was called the pepsi arena in albany which is now the times union oh, center yeah. i was like what are you talking about and i heard it live and i was never more blown away by a song now it's one of my favorite songs on the album but it, it's just such an unhealthy obsession he has with this yeah. woman um that will lead him to dark ways oh yeah and this song really reminds me a lot like I, the lyrics not like the actual song like the actual record this reminds me a lot of mary queen of arkansas yes uh, or mary queen yeah it's mary, mary queen, queen of, of arkansas, arkansas off um greetings from asbury park which is a song i love this song i i was listening to it a lot like early last year um but it's like Bruce really says in this song, she's the one, but if she wants to break you, she's going to fi find out that's easy to. It really hurts him emotionally. And like, she's, she's a manipulator. Like to me, that's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. And how it's kind of shown through the lyrics. Yeah. And then he's never going to get away from her in his yeah, she's sleep. She's a cold woman. Like, she's a cold woman. She's a cold woman. And like, he feels like he's trapped to her. Um, even though she'll, you know, chew you up and spit you out, you can't escape her. And then you kind of re resign yourself to like letting her use you. Yes, because you want to be with her. So yeah, you'd rather be used than not be with her at all. Yeah, and like personally for me, I've definitely felt like that with men, some men, and just like this feeling of it's like, well, maybe if like I let this person use me in a assuming a sexual way, it's like, oh, maybe we'll get to that point. But no, it never happens. Right or. Uh, be part of it because you are in the moment yeah exactly and like and, and, living and maybe in the moment. it can lead to something exactly else, even though he's pretty sure it won't yeah, yeah but this is really one of the songs on the album that like he's not gonna win this one yeah and i think the last 
three songs, songs are you don't really know like you know what's going on but like you do not know where he stands yeah you're not really sure of the, the outcome. outcome is going to be positive where you felt a little more hope in the beginning yeah of the songs that yeah and that's i think the true story i think born to run is that turning point of losing that naive youth right and like realizing like what is going on where you like but that is where he stands he doesn't right. know where he stands he doesn't know where he stands and that's kind of where you are post and things are getting more difficult and, and the decisions aren't as easy yeah where it's like the decisions and the when we started off seem a little bit easier they might and not they probably aren't mm-hmm. and they aren't but they seemed easier because there were hope yeah because now he's not so hopeful because he knows he's obsessed by this woman mm-hmm. he knows he's he's gonna let her use him yeah but where is he gonna be after that we don't, we don't know. know and then we go to meeting across the river so uh, i'll be honest this is a skip song for me and it's because one it's a really sad the saxophone the piano slow it's it's dark it's a dark, it's a dark song. song it reminds me a lot of it reminds me of the Lyric sopranos theme. oh okay <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that like obviously the themes yeah yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say it reminds me a lot of atlantic city mom loves that song. i love atlantic city i love what that album, album is that on um it's on nebraska nebraska i love ne- and which a lot of people commercially did not like nebraska because it's the themes oh They're, my god it's a very dark but oh I, it's a dark album it's a really dark album but i loved it <laughs> okay but it, the themes it reminds me a lot of that song a lot of it could um, have been on that album it could uh, easily yeah definitely but it's really about this dark scene you have that piano backing that trumpet it's actually not a saxophone it's a trumpet i correct myself it really is that bridge between new jersey and new york city, city. this jungle land um whereas the rest of this album we were set in jersey um heading through the tunnel under the hudson from new jersey to new york to meet their connection and it kind of describes this like low-level criminal down on his luck yes but one less chance for success with his friend eddie um involves meeting a man across the river the narrator obviously bruce appears desperate he Very needs to desperate. borrow some money and a ride from Eddie and his girlfriend is threatening to leave because of her because he's pawned off her radio, radio to get some cash. The details are kind of vague, but you understand the consequences of if they fail their task it might be very serious, but also it implies it, it does not. It, the tone of the song does not imply that they will succeed. You don't think they will. Yeah, especially the the way that Bruce sings this really talks it. Um, and the, the the trumpet, the piano. You do not get the theme that they're winning, like you hear with Born to Run, where it's like, oh, positive, yeah. bum, 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 or night, pa, bum, bum. You get like this very somber, somber tone. I would have to agree. And and you feel like, you know, that, you know, Cherry's going to walk because yeah. he hocked the radio. But you got kind of in the background, you kind of feel like, well, he's made these promises to this woman. Yeah. He's like, he has to go through with it. He has to go through with it. And he's come up short all the times before. And you kind of feel like, as you were saying, that it's not going to go positively. The outcome's not going to be good. They're not going to succeed. And she's not going to be there when he gets back. No, from across the river. 
back to Jersey. But it's interesting too that like he wants it to be positive, but that he's going to just throw the money on the bed and he's going to take a yeah, walk. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't understand that he's got like two. He, I think he literally says like I she got, doesn't understand. I've got two grams in, in my jacket pocket. pocket. So that you know, are they going to stay together? Don't know. Like you would think that. He'd throw the money on the bed and she'd be so excited. He'd want to be part of that, but he doesn't want to be there. No. So is he just going to pay his debt off to her and move on? Yeah. I see this in like a lot of ways. It's like this could be the woman from She's the One, but also he could be telling the story of the relationship that's in the next song, Jungle Land. Yes. Which I, which I think it is because that's why it precedes Jungle Land and why, that's why I think this is a really important... That's why I like I didn't really... Like, I always knew this song was, like, important, but I, it really did hit me, like, today. That's, like, you need this song to understand what's going yeah. on in Jungle Land. Yeah, it bridges it. Yeah, that the promise of this, like, $2,000 payoff uh, that might make his girlfriend stay with him. Um, but he's got in and over his head. Oh, he's way in over his head. He, he is. He's into it, something shady. Yeah. Um, and he... You know, Eddie's going to help him, but he doesn't really trust Eddie's judgment. Mm-mm. Like, he's telling them, you got to look nice. Don't yeah. say a word. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, per- yeah. Literally. Yeah. You're just there to stand by me and pretend you have something in your pocket. So, yeah. so where is this going? Is this going to yeah. be, you know, you're going to be in the river <laughs> instead of, you know, yeah. meeting across the river that um, it just, it's not, a, like you said, it's a very somber song. Yeah. It's not a song like on a party you want to put on. Yeah, no, I'm not putting fucking mean, mean across the river <laughs> yeah. on when I'm. And know. I don't think I've ever heard it live, but I don't know. You know, they also shout out to Wikipedia.com. Everyone says don't use that source. It's a great source, and I will use it. So shout out to Wikipedia.com and Genius.com. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I've actually heard Jungle Land live. Yes. Yes or no? Like, you agree you with me? Okay. You have. I have. She said I have. But they were saying, like, a lot, and I think it was either in this tour or the Darkness tour, which you did not see, that he, that he always preceded Jungle Land with this song. Which would make sense. Yeah. So I think he did perform it live. I just don't think we've ever seen it, like us. We leave Me Across the River to, I would say, I don't have a favorite Bruce Springsteen song because I'm not one to pick favorites ever with any artist. You don't have a favorite Bruce Springsteen song? No. I have favorites. Favorites. I have multiple favorites. Do you have a favorite Bruce Springsteen song? You can say it. I won't judge yeah, you. No, you know, I, it's, I it's, judge you. it's so hard to pick. Again, I don't have a favorite burst song, but if I did, it would be Jungle Land. This song, I actually might cry. I love this song so much. And it's this, like, I think it's such a perfect ending to this album. And it just, fo- it really does follow that storyline of this album. I just think this nine minute, I actually don't know if it's, I think it's like it's like it's a, it's a It's a long, long song, song. But it doesn't feel long when you're at like listening to it. When I listen to it, it doesn't no. feel long. Well, in all the the actual music, you know, the violins, the piano, I mean, yeah. there's so much It's like a wall on. of sound at one point um, that like all hits you. Closing song um, on the album, epic anthem of this like unsung beauty 
unseen everyday occurrences in this blue collar 1970s New Jersey and then talking about Jungle Land which is New York City and I think it's like this restless adolescence endless quest to flee despair hopelessness in search of excitement and meaning so I, I also think this is some of the best lyrics Bruce has ever written. Yes. Um, and again, it's like painting that picture um, when you talk about like that giant Exxon sign that brings this fair city <laughs> light. Talking about, you know, the opera on the turnpike, ballet yeah. being fought yeah. in the alley. I think it's generally some of the best lines ever. Such a poetic wordplay to describe life and describes all of the classic themes in Bruce girls cars life in general in this in this yeah and escaping in this ballad uh putting you right into the story with the magic rat and just the way the song flows it's just so good and it's just beautiful it's so beautiful it's so good i think it really tells these 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 trials and these tribulations of life and again i think it's like getting to that point of like you've escaped to jungle land maybe in new york city but like you don't like it's not it's not what you thought it was gonna be it's not what you thought it was gonna be at all not at all so a lot of the things that i've seen on the interwebs um is that the rat the magic rat is actually a heroin addict oh and that's when they say he's like roll up our our jeans for our ankles meaning he's shooting up I didn't know that. And because because they won't be able to see needle tracks by looking at their arms. And feet. I was like, this actually, like, I was like, I could see this. Yeah. Because just like Heroin the was of, big in the 70s. Also, when we're talking about Meaning Across the River, river? which, Go Meaning Across the River, I assume it as a drug deal because he's talking about, like, he has got grams in his pocket. Right. Which is, like, obviously something. And right. Probably heroin. Um. So, like, that's how, that's at least... The, what the internet is saying but i'm like that could be very true right talking about heroin and even just that that and the kids around here look like shadows normally yeah. heroin addicts are thin yeah scrawny. they do look like shadows so i mean that that makes sense yeah. and they're always quiet holding mm-hmm. hands and the whole alley theme yeah the alley theme and you really get the sense that hope is fleeting Mm-hmm. but you struggle on kind of with pride in the the occasional occasional moments of joy the drinking the warm beer and the soft summer rain truly if you've never heard the song i think it's from the best rock and roll lyrics ever written and i think it's so sad and the thing about it is like it's so exciting and again it's like you get these like fleeting moments of moments of happiness and joy but it ends so sad Sadly, you're not they're... dead but you're wounded right there's gunshots yeah she's alone she's shutting off the bedroom light yeah being wounded i think is so much worse than death in some ways right. where it's like this is the theme and the end of this song and the end of the album right because you're wounded and you you don't at least if you had died you had lived it but yeah. here you it got away from you yeah and you'll always know yeah you know but i think it, this is i think i agree with you it has probably the best lyrics in any rock and roll song yeah and i think it is the perfect ending of the album of the story of the album yes and it just and it's like a crescendo so as we as we close out what what kind of story does this album tell you you know for me it's that it's just that whole theme of finding yourself Mm -hmm. 
you know, being young, trying to get out from yeah. what you what you know and and thinking of what um, is out there for you, opportunity. Yeah. But being afraid to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Because in all of these songs, there's always a second person. Yeah. Whether it's a woman or a man, you know, we, we start at Thunder Road. But, but there's, there's this person who he's, he knows. He knows mm-hmm. he wants to get out. But there's a little bit lacking of confidence that he can do it alone. And we know they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect. But that he's willing, he's betting it all, you know, in Jungle Land, he's betting it all. Yeah. He needs to get out so badly. Uh, yeah. That he's going to do he's it gonna, under under all costs. He's going to pay whatever price. Pay what and he, and he realizes it. And you really get that theme in Meaning Across the River. Yeah. That um, he can't stay here any yeah. longer. He can't live this life of factory worker or mechanic or, you know, 7-Eleven <laughs> counter guy. <laughs> 7-Eleven's big in New Jersey, people. Um, so he needs to go. Um and and mo- in most songs, he has the ability to go. He's got the car. Yeah. But then it starts changing. Yeah. Right around, she's the one. There's a big change yeah, in here. I agree. You know, there's it gets a little darker. Definitely. Not as hopeful. Definitely. And these relationships are toxic. These are not positive relationships no. anymore. No. And so at the end, like you said, it leaves you with this. Did he really make it? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know where he stands. He's wounded, yeah. but not even dead. Yeah. Um, but it it's just an amazing story of youth and love. Yeah. And just that whole idea of growing up. Yeah. I th- I agree. I think this is such a um the story tells is obviously and I I've said this throughout. I think it's like that naivety and that innocence and that yes. ignorance of like being young and like yes. thinking you know everything and like absolutely and like working to the weekend kind of thing. And then when he's like when he does quote on well when he does like maybe get out I don't know he like you said he's gonna do whatever it takes he's gonna pay whatever price it is to maintain not being stuck in in freehold new jersey and after born to run like he has ran like i don't know where he is right obviously i think it's new york city but and i think that's the the true line being crossed yeah i i agree i mean you can see the shift in he's grown up or or from those earlier experiences where he got out he's become a little hardened yeah his his um look is his more cynical yeah and he's not this pleading guy anymore no he's not not gonna plead for you to come yeah it's like he's gonna take what he can get yeah and i think with jungle land i just love how this album ends because it's still the sense of like longing for something yes and it's those themes of like earlier in the album but like you don't know you don't know what happens. You don't him. know what happens. This is what made Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, um, was was born to run. And I think it's again. I think it, the reason why is because the themes were so universal. And I think the themes in Asbury Park and the one in the Insta are universal too. But with this, I think it's just. I think it's such a telling of a perfect story. I agree. Of like 
growing up. Last couple questions. Um, what is a song to fall in love to to get your heart broken? Not these are different questions. Also, okay. <laughs> uh, fall in love to one question. Get your heart broken to another question, and then the defining song and why. On this album, I think one of the best songs to fall in love to is Thunder Road. Yeah, that's there's mine. so much promise. Yeah, that was mine of, too. Of hope and opportunity and um just love yeah i, I have the same and being answer. together yeah um get your heart broken is the next one yep i think it's backstreets oh just that uh, yeah there was i mean i feel like this was he had this commitment to terry yeah and um so much was against them you know yeah. the hiding in the streets and, and you get like i said that maybe one of them probably him he was from the wrong side of town that's why they had to meet secretly yeah. and he really loved her yeah and he you can you can oh, so you hear can it in hear the song. in those lyrics he loved her yeah and she you know something happened yeah i hated him yeah and i hated you when you went away yeah in terry's eyes somebody better came along yeah so i think that's you know a song of just being it's a heartbreaking song. No, it is. Um, for me, I had she's the one, and I think which, that's which not I like could see getting broken too. But it's that, it's that preliminary. You know, something's gonna happen, and I love that song because it's like one of those songs where it's like it sounds so like the music does not sound like it should be a sad song, but the lyrics are, which oh, are yes. songs I love. Um, so that's that was my pick. Um, because you know it's gonna happen, right? But it's like this rush, this anxiety to get to that point. And then the defining song of this album. I think for me, it's Born to Run. Yeah. I, I think. Um, but yeah, that, that was mine. The it, namesake of the album. You know, you know here he is. Um, he's got this plan. Yeah. He's a little more forceful this time. Yeah. And the whole idea that they're getting out. Yeah. And he's, and he's with Wendy. And no matter what, he's going he's gonna to work through this. He yeah. loves her. They're going to get there yeah. and walk in the sun. All the sadness, all the madness. And he's going to do it with her. He's going to hold her hand the whole entire way. Yeah. And I have that for mine and the same reason. So are there times where like you like go to this album to listen to in like life? Yeah, there are. I mean, I think sometimes I just, um, just to hear the lyrics when I hear the intro to thunder road oh it's so good it just makes me happy or yeah or you know i'll hear or like 10th avenue freeze oh it's such a, oh I, it's just I love so much song. fun it's to such dance a fun song i can this morning i was making the bed and i was listening to the whole album on spotify and i just stopped what i was doing put my <laughs> hands up in the air and started to dance um or just you know born to run that that theme of just you know we're all a little bit we're all flawed. We're, yeah. You know, we're all screwed up. We're all screwed up. Somebody thinks we're not worthy, but we're getting out and we're going to run. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, Backstreets to me is just a song just to, it's just that sensual thing that sometimes I yeah. want to hear. Yeah. So I go to it quite often or, you know, you know, of course, you know, it's Kylie may have mentioned in some of her podcasts before that we always have music on all day long yeah. here. One of the first things I do is when I get up in the morning, 
I changed the battery to the, our, <laughs> to the radio. Our Ryobi radio Shout and put on Ryobi. a classic rock um, station, PDA, WPDH, 101.5 <laughs> and Kipsy. And, um, and a lot of times, you know, you'll hear songs like, um, of course, Born to Run. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. 10th Avenue Freeze Out. I, I hear it a lot. But I have to say, you know, I never tire of when I hear hear anything off Born to Run. Most yeah. of the albums, I never tire of it. I yeah, mean, I, I know some of it's overplayed, but but it's okay. Yeah, I think. Because I think I, people are still going through this. Yeah, and that's why I say like this. I think this is a really timeless album and piece of work because everyone anywhere has felt these feelings no matter what and like it is overplayed for like i agree i'm like born to run is overplayed but when i like sit down and listen to born to run by myself or like listen to it in the car with like on a summer night and the windows are down i'm like this like i'm like I know why. Like, it's overplayed for a reason. Yeah. It's because it's so good. But it's like when you have those moments to yourself. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And it brings you, I think some of it brings you back to time of, for me, my younger years. Yeah. In a sense. And in a sense. And just thinking about the Jersey Shore, hoping like if we went to Point Pleasant that we were going to run into Bruce (laughs) or Bruce, um, you know, a theme of cars. He used to bring his cars to a, uh, a place in Westwood, New Jersey, and there was, I can't think of the name of the bar next to this shop. And every time, every once in a while, people would. You'd be in the bar? Yeah, but you know, I wasn't old enough to go because <laughs> yeah. it turned to 21. And when I did go, he wasn't there. <laughs> um, but you know, those kind of things, it makes me think of hope or just, yeah. you know, at 18, our parents, and this is how cheap things were in 1983, um, gave us like $200 each, and we were able to. Um, rent like an apartment oh over another God. house down at Seaside Heights, New Jersey, eight girls. And we hardly had any money. We we weren't old enough to drink, but, you know, somebody's cousin was down yeah, there and they bought us beer. Oh, yeah, I was older. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. all those kind of themes that we lived that week. Yeah. You know, we had we met all these different guys. We were okay. out on the beach. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun time, but it was the first time, you know. And I think all our parents are like, let them go because in three months they're going to college. We're not going to yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. But it brings back those kind of themes of how much fun Good. we had at Seaside Heights and just how young we were. And we were, we were so innocent, you know. Yeah. But I, th- I think there's such a beauty in that. Yeah. Oh, reminiscing and memories. Yes. Yeah. And, and some of these songs like, you know. Like Eileen Cardi, I'll always think. And I'll always think of Christy yeah. on Thunder Road. She had never heard it till like 2013. Yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I, I've heard it. I've heard it so many times. It's so good. You know? Yeah. But or or when you're at the show and one of these songs come on or or I, I do remember for a while when Bruce stopped doing Born to Run yeah. as an encore or he came out and did it acoustically. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and sometimes, you know, fans are funny. Yeah, they can be kind of a little fair weather, and um, but hey, I always thought I I loved whatever he played because he made it yeah. so um, good. Well, I have a really funny memory, and this is I think the last time I saw Bruce in 2016 when we got those tickets for like Groupon or something at MetLife, and we were all the way and up. we're all the way up, and I think this was the River Revival tour. Yep, 
Um, but he started doing so much old. He, he, like he, he did most of he, East Street and yeah, he started Asbury with Park. Asbury Park and East Street. And like uh, at that time, I had not known. Like I knew those albums existed, but right. I knew like Bind by the Light. I knew Rosalita, which are like the top. I would yeah. say songs yeah. or um, Spirit of the Night, right? Um, songs off those albums. But then he was playing like all like all the songs old like stuff like all this old stuff. And I remember the people in front of us left. Left because they, he didn't do the river. And I was like, he's got, he got to it. He got to it. But I got to tell After you. After an hour. This was like a proud moment for me. Mm-hmm. Here I have this. I was like 16, 16 17. kid. And she's, she knows all these songs. And I was so proud. One of my proudest moments though with Kylie going to Springsteen, I think the first one we went to, we were at Saratoga Performing Arts Center that. with Lynn May. I don't and remember who was there. But Lynn I and Travis, that. some friends of mine. And, um their family and i was like listen kylie i'm dead serious we are not leaving before you know the show's over i don't think we left yeah there's no whining there's no crying (laughs) this was serious this was serious like family you know we are not leaving you can fall asleep in the car but we are not leaving early and um one of the songs that kylie knew he did the immigrant song and somebody oh, was coming somebody was coming out and I was like what is that and you're like it's the immigrant song I love and that she was song. like telling me a lot of titanic yeah she was um you know telling people and i was like she's my daughter so proud i remember i remember he opened that show with badlands and i remember i remember i think that was the time i saw clarence mm-hmm. i think that was the time i saw clarence um but i remember we went to the bathroom yeah and then the way that uh, SPAC is, the Saratoga Performing Arts Center is, it's kind of like um, Bethel Woods. Yes. If you're not like in the seating area where it's just like a lawn. Right. And you like put a blanket down, whatever you said. And we couldn't get back to where we were. So we were just like, we were like just straight up dancing On by the, the outskirts, bathrooms. Outskirts. Yeah, and yeah. the concession stands. I've, yeah. I, I have a, I forgot a strong about that. memory of that. And maybe that's, that's uh, I'm, I'm incorrect then. It wasn't when we were walking out. You knew the song and there were people near us who didn't know the song when we were dancing Period. to that oh because it you know was packed wall to wall but again but i remember that so vividly yes, yes. was it started with badlands um so which i think promised I land probably right after and then i remember us not getting back to where we were because there were just so many people and we like this you're right we just danced and i do remember you were a little disappointed because oh, he didn't no. play glory days oh, really like i guess days. i really liked also that music video is so fun yeah. um yeah probably um but yeah i uh, love bruce so thanks mom for being on the oh, pod thank you for having me it was so much fun yeah brought up some great memories and yeah. great discussions of course all the time and you'll be back i'd like to be back for darkness on the edge oh, of town okay um <laughs> i'll well, just invite myself you'll just <laughs> you'll just knock on my door in the morning um <laughs> Anything to plug? <laughs> Anything you want to say to the people um, of who, I don't know, maybe just five who are listening? I don't know. What I'd like to say is keep music in your life. Oh, yeah. No matter how old you are, it's so important. And I always laugh. I always think, you know, I work in a nursing home. And the other day I was actually seeing a patient and, and they had kind of like a music documentary on mm-hmm. um, Lena Horne, Ella yeah. Fitzgerald. Um, Dizzy Galepsy and it was really interesting the music was awesome and I always think that with music it's that piece of your life 
that helps you get through things. Oh, yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Completely. And that depending on the time of your life, you have you have different themes of what you're listening to. But always be open to new, to new music. Um, oh, yeah. I One thing I will never regret in my life has been going to concerts with my children. My mom's a badass bitch. Like, you know, um, seriously. Going to all different kind of shows because it opened up music to me. Stuff I might not have ever, I might not have ever found Andrew McMahon or, or Bleachers or Harry Styles, you know. Um, and I think... It's just Casey a, Musgraves. Ca- oh yeah, and country. I never liked country music. It was really Kylie who got me into Casey Musgraves and Luke Combs and and just all different kinds of music. I do like Dominic Fike. She does. Twenty One like Pilots. Oh my god, my mom's seen Twenty One Pilots with me three times. The nineteen seventy five. My mom's seen the nineteen seventy five. Bleachers. Five I Seconds mean, of Summer. All Time Low. I've seen All Time Low with like two kids. I've seen you know Matchbox. 20? romance no oh. not, that was kind of a poughkeepsie band i've seen um oh God. you've seen my chemical romance love flogging green molly. day flogging molly i've seen a few you've times. seen you didn't see blink 182 you almost saw blink oh, yeah. 182 they can't somebody died it was awful <laughs> but you know so not i really really love um, music music and just even if you ever get the opportunity to to go to a festival that has um Lots of different kinds of musics. For example, the New Orleans Jazz Festival. Yeah, yeah. Because they usually have that. like a rock headliner. Oh yeah, they're they're headline. They're they have great this, headliners. Of um, this year is really good. I think and, Stephen X is going to be there. And I mean, it's just amazing. Like I had gone in 2010. Pearl Jam was headliner. Amazing. But Steve Martin, you know, as oh my I knew God, him Steve as a, so com- good. a comedian, bluegrass band awesome but one of the most humbling experiences of my life was going into the gospel tent and Mm. hearing that music brought me brought me to my tears and the only other time I've kind of felt like that is when and it's not even music related we went to Barcelona went to Barcelona and went into the 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 La Familia yeah church oh so by Gaudi um I so gorgeous overwhelming with beauty but that's how I felt in that tent so never ever get music out of your life and if I am in a nursing home and you come to visit me you won't be please make sure they're playing my music you won't be in a nursing home because knowing me (laughs) Kylie will keep me alive with music yeah so but so keep music in your life and uh never stop believing yeah love you love you too this was great thanks so much fun so uh follow us on instagram on tiktok at my records and me um and next episode stick around for a preview we're having my college roommate dylan who is one of my best friends that's what i'm gonna say with all these people like one of my best friends um special people because they are um we are talking about norman fucking rockwell by the amazing and poetic Lana Del Rey. So stick around for the preview and we'll see you. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I, I don't really have a, I don't know if I'm doing this every week. I, I'll see you when it comes out. Um, and thanks. Goodbye. Yeah. And one last note is like, even with the chorus, like the way she's singing and the production is like, matching like 
it's a kind of intense like she's matching the intensity of her relationship kind of like trying to entice him to come back like it's very like she's like we'll do whatever you want go whatever how far like she's really like trying to like call him back in like a siren kind of 